Hi, welcome to Pod of Mercy. I am your host, Long Hellander, and our guest co-host today is... Roxanne Petter. <laughs> okay. Your noisy Australian. My, your, your friendly neighbourhood noisy Australian. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> okay, so uh, I know Roxanne through Battle Rap. Spoiler alert, most of my guest co-hosts, I will know them through Battle Rap because those are the people I know. <laughs> um, and we just we just kept talking at events. Like, I think we've seen each other at maybe three events now. Um, honestly, you can't shut us up. No. We, we, we tried to start this podcast half an hour ago. Yep, yep. <laughs> and um, we, we just, we're doing it now. We get it done in the end, at least. Yeah, I, that's all that matters, that's isn't matters. it? That's all that matters. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so Roxanne, we are going to start with a rapid fire round. All right. Okay, so very simple. We've got 10 questions. Well, I have 10 questions for you. Okay. So we're trying to get to know you better. Okay. We're trying to get all 10 questions answered, but we've only got 60 seconds to do it. Let's do it. All right. So that leaves six seconds per question. Do you think we can do this? I think we can do it. All right. <laughs> Let me set my timer. All right. I'm and ready. then we'll get this done. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. And go. Sunrise or sunset? Sunrise. What's the first thing you do when you wake up? Coffee. Favorite song? Bohemian Rhapsody. Favorite Halloween costume? Definitely creepy doll. Dogs or cats? Both. No, you have to pick one. Okay, dogs. <laughs> What's your favourite cartoon as a kid? Uh, all of them. Pokemon. One thing that makes you angry? Uh, slow walkers. Would you rather be forgotten or remembered for all the wrong reasons? Remembered for all the wrong reasons. What's your favourite food to cook? Uh, cheesy bake. Favourite movie? Uh, Grand Put Best Hotel. Oh, holy cow, you did it. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. Okay, I think I made that too easy because you still had 17 seconds to go. Oh. Should have done, like, 20 <laughs> questions, right? I know that for next time <laughs> because that was way too easy. You did good, though. Oh, thank you. Good answers. Thank you. Nice. Thank you, thank you. Wait, what was the doll thing? Oh, like, I, I don't know. So it's really weird, but, like, I when I... It was like two years ago. I dressed up as a, uh, you know, those porcelain dolls. Oh my god, my yeah. worst nightmare. Yeah, I, <laughs> I think they're the creepiest things in the world. Yes. And my grandma has so many of them. I could never ever be a oh grandma's my, house. And oh my god, so I used to have them as a kid, right? And I played with them, and I always. Like, I, I love, like, the dark things. Like, I, I love thinking about dark stories. So I always imagined, like, a crack in the forehead and, nope. like, like stuff just, like, coming out. So what I did is I, I pretended to be a cracked porcelain doll for, for Halloween and I creeped everybody out and it was just absolutely hilarious. And I didn't say a word the whole party. I just stood there silently. I could never have been friends with you then. <laughs> And please remind me to stay the hell away from you on Halloween. Because what? Are we not hanging out Halloween? Absolutely not. We are not. We can't. No. Oh, my God. That's scary. I hate, like, I walk into shops and, you know, there's, like, because one of my favorite things to do, like, is either go to Ikea. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah. Go, go to, like, what I call tat shops. So, you know, those, like, market-style indoor shops that you know they have like loads of different you can kind of have stalls in there oh. and it's all like old stuff that people don't want and they're probably given to them to sell or they're selling it themselves i've never like you do you mean like a sort of op shop type of thing but it, oh. not an op shop but it's like a, a secondhand market except it's in kind of yeah, yeah yeah so it's like secondhand like stuff but it's like stuff that people actually owned like in their houses so it's not like a car boot sale because that's more of like you can find a mixed mash of anything is it kind of like a antique yes. resale yes okay so antiques right yeah all of that kind of stuff i love to just look at it right? oh because yeah because i just think oh my god and i and I, I i tell myself don't buy them because you're just gonna fill your house with shit like that <laughs> i just know what i'm like but yeah, i, don't I love to, going to those things but then there's always a room that has dolls that has these freaky porcelain dolls with <laughs> eyes that just follow you everywhere honestly i walk into the room as soon as i see a doll i'm out i cannot okay so i'm not <laughs> hanging out with you at halloween is what i'm trying to say oh well that just goes my halloween plans you know i, I already had the costume ready you know like i was i'm low-key scared you know where i live <laughs> 
please don't just turn up as a doll. I'll cry. I'm just gonna. I will cry. I'm just gonna knock on your door and just have blood dripping down my face. No, like see the blood. blood. No, no, it's out not of the problem. crack. You know, no, like, no. See, see. It, look, <laughs> the, the whole the crack of the blood. I can deal with that. It's the doll. I it's mean, bit, oh. the more the more you tell me, the more I want to do it. No, please. <laughs> you what can i give you so that you just don't do that to me ever i feel like it'll be priceless though you, you can't put you can't put a price on pure entertainment what are you a mastercard advert right now like what no that is not we're not doing that i can't okay no. all right all right i won't oh my god right okay we're gonna take a break because already we've gone too far and i need i need to lie down or something because that's terrifying um and we'll be back with our topic for today okay and we're back and i'm still terrified i'm not gonna lie guys but we need to move on <laughs> okay guys if you're listening to this i'm organizing a halloween party <laughs> i won't be in attendance okay so i thought a good topic today would be performative politeness and what i mean by that is feeling like you have to be polite even when you don't feel like it or even if you don't like the person or how they're behaving and you feeling like you still have to be super polite and nice and over the top so not just respectful yeah i feel like that's a very uh very british thing right (laughs) it is i mean the whole the whole uh stereotype of of constantly apologizing and i mean i guess not really meaning it because I think there's a delif- a deliverance. Oh my god! I think there's a <laughs> I think there's a difference between performative politeness mm-hmm. and genuine politeness. Yes. And I feel like the Brit. I, what I've noticed at least is the British are you know, acing performative politeness. Mm-hmm. But actual politeness, actual- I think, it needs work, right? <laughs> well, here's the reason that I thought this would be a good thing to talk to you about because um, so we were at Apex at the Premier Battles event and we went afterwards to one of the after parties and I don't know if you remember this but there was somebody at the so at the next venue that we were in there was somebody standing there giving out like wristbands and they had like (laughs) merch for this band that was doing like karaoke or something on the same night and they gave you a leaflet and he gave me a leaflet and you just put the leaflet back on the table (laughs) Um, so I kind of picked your leaflet up. And as it was coming out, wait, I still... Wait, really? No, seriously. So Do you like, still have the leaflet? No, no, no. So literally, as soon as we left that room, there was a bin. So I just put both leaflets in the bin. But then afterwards, like, oh, because you went and caught the train after and, and left. I was thinking about it later that night. And I was like, why the hell did I pick up this leaflet? Because I, I knew I was going to put mine in the bin. Yeah. I could have said no as well and just gave it back to him because then like, I'm wasting paper just to be polite to this guy that I don't know who's given me a leaflet I didn't ask for. And so I thought it'd be such a good conversation to have with you because clearly this does not affect you. <laughs> like, you just gave the leaflet back. Like. Well, I mean, I didn't know what it was. Yeah. And to be honest, I wasn't very interested. Yeah. <laughs> so I... I didn't really see a reason to take the leaflet. I guess it's just as simple as that, isn't it? But that's the thing. That's what I was thinking about after, because I was like, I didn't want it either. I didn't care about what he was advertising. I didn't... What I think is hilarious is that you picked up the leaflet that I put back. Yeah, so not only did I take and keep my own until I left the room and put it in the bin, I also picked yours back up from the table to like not be I guess rude but it's not rude to give them the leaflet back they could give it to somebody else yeah I mean I don't well to be to be fair I think the whole performative politeness thing you know it obviously affects me as well you know sometimes somebody hands me something and I'm like okay whatever I'll just take it because I can't be bothered with the conversation of like no I don't want it yes because you don't have to explain why you don't want it and like and you might we- not have to <laughs> but sometimes they go yeah but why because like, uh, I don't want to. <laughs> like, I, I always think of, like, um, like evangelical Christians and stuff. Like, people that will go out and give leaflets and be like, you know, I've, I've even had somebody say to me, because I, I had a, I had shopping, like, in my hands. Like, I'm, I have no hands <laughs> to take this leaflet. And she still came up to me trying to give me this leaflet about some church, right? So I'm like, 
I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> like, I'm carrying on walking. And she's kind of yeah. walking alongside me. I can't walk very fast, unfortunately, because I had these two heavy bags. <laughs> she couldn't and escape. She, I couldn't escape. I couldn't, like, just pick up the pace. And so she's walking alongside me and she's like, but do you not believe in Jesus' love? I'm like, what's Jesus' love got to do with this leaflet? Like, I'm just trying to get home. <laughs> I'm just tired. Like, I just don't... She's like, I don't need Jesus' love. I've got, you know, ice cream in the freezer and right. a Netflix subscription. And, what more do you need? And why does it mean that... I, if you even if I was like why does it mean that I don't want Jesus's love because I'm not taking your leaflet what is how, what's so special about your leaflet is it like drenched in holy water that now it means <laughs> I am going to receive Jesus's love because I've received this leaflet from you I don't get it well um I think it's like our not to get too deep too quickly but our whole society is kind of fueled by not only outrage at the moment but guilt Mm. as well you're constantly feeling guilty about what you're saying what you're doing Mm. you know you're either not doing enough or you're not or you're doing too much Mm. or you're not like i mean everything kind of boils back down to to social media because even like i'm not even talking about leaflets anymore we're constantly bombarded Mm -hmm. by messages thrown in our face every single day i mean it's the same as a leaflet except we you know choose to do it by scrolling through instagram or whatever it's 24 7 yeah you have it in your and hand then, all the time and then you know the whole the whole leaflet situation as well is like you feel guilty because this person's probably standing out in the freezing cold all day ha- trying to hand out whatever leaflet or whatever if it's you know jesus christ or the yeah. uber guy yeah <laughs> Same thing, right? Same thing. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Jesus could drive Uber. We don't know. I feel like Jesus would be a great Uber driver. I Imagine think the conversation. The oh my gosh! Like he just tells you stuff. See, I said gosh instead of God because we're talking about Jesus, and I was like, well, I don't want to be like you know blasphemous, even though I'm saying Jesus is like an Uber driver now. Oh right. <laughs> also, does he drink drive? No. Because he turns water into wine, but right? It doesn't say that he drank it. I oh my think. god! You know how in Ubers you get mini water bottles. Yes. Would you get mini wine bottles with Jesus? I feel like they'd still be water bottles, but you could be like, "Hey, my guy, Jesus." <laughs> Depends <laughs> on how you big just of a turn tip? this into a bit of wine for me. I've had a day. Can you imagine you leaving work? You get like the little bottle given to you, and it's water, and you're like, "Listen, I've had a day. I need this to be wine." And you just go, "Sure." And it just becomes like your favourite wine. For me, it'd be like red wine. Beautiful, like, (laughs) Cabernet Sauvignon. That's my favourite type of red. You see, I feel so Australian because I was just about to say Cab Sav. (laughs) Is that what Australians call it? Yeah. Well, speaking of Australian, so you mentioned, obviously, it's a very British thing to be super polite. What's it? Is it the same in Australia or is it different? Well, I don't know. Maybe I'm just an (laughs) arse. I say this every day about myself. (laughs) I mean, maybe we've got the the politeness thing back home and I'm just... Not? Not. <laughs> Listen, it could be possible. It could be possible. I, I think mean, that. But then again, I, uh, I don't know. I don't see... I don't see people like saying sorry all the time. I don't know. I feel like we're far more egotistical <laughs> as, a, as a nation to apologise yeah. for bumping into a pole I don't know what British people say sorry for I don't <laughs> I literally as soon as you said that I had an imagery of like for some reason a guy in a top hat of course a Brit in a top it, hat holding an umbrella and walking into a lamppost and apologising to the lamppost I honestly that's what came into my head as soon as you said that I feel like that's a regular occurrence probably I, it wouldn't I surprise have, me no <laughs> okay so obviously it's very okay so it's very british and i think yeah i think if it was the same in other places and it wouldn't be such a talked about british stereotype yeah british stereotype because i feel like it said a lot well when when i think of a typical australian Mm -hmm. am i allowed to swear on the podcast of course say whatever you want (laughs) say whatever you want i think australians have a very fuck off mentality okay explain like, we don't care a lot about anything, really. It's kind of a sad thing, but a good, like, it's kind of, it's got its pros and cons. Okay. We are, we're very, we're a very laid back kind of. It might be the sun. I, 
<laughs> we've got too much sun to care. Right. Maybe that's why British people, because you guys are so depressed we because have you've never seen the sun. We have shit weather. Yeah. We get we get the sun two weeks out of the year and not consecutively. So <laughs> trust me, I've noticed. I mean, we are our weather. I think. I yeah. really think that might be it. I don't think we could be laid back even if we wanted to be because uh, there's uh, so much rain. <laughs> there's just so much rain. Uh, like I think. I think you know. My hours of lying on a sunny beach has changed my viewpoint on life. <laughs> Maybe that's what we should all do. We just need to take like a good six month holiday, right? Hear In me a out. Str- Hear me out. Six month I'm holiday. I'm already hearing you out. On a beach, just relax, just chill out, and then come back and approach life differently. Agreed. Absolutely. We'll try that. Let's yeah. suggest that to let's suggest that to like regular working people. Just take six months out of your life yeah. and go to Australia that, and chill out. That's a reasonable request. No, but like I, I genuinely think like the whole fuck it mentality of mm-hmm. Australians is very common. Okay. Even if it's like with yourself, you're just like if somebody if somebody invites you out, it doesn't really matter whether or not you want to go. You're like, oh fuck it. Or yeah. like, fine, I'll go. Or if you don't want to do just like, fuck it, I'm not going to do it. Like, you don't really... there is obligated. There isn't really a very strong emotional attachment to anything. Okay. And is that is that men and women? Like, it's not just a man thing? It's no, everybody? it's definitely a general population kind of... Australian-Australian, though. Okay. Because obviously we're a very multicultural place. Sure. So... I just think, because that makes me think of, like, I know that we have, like, the very, you know, super, super over-the-top polite British kind of stereotype, but I do think that as as girls, like, when you're younger, you're always taught, at least even if it's not a conscious thought, it's like you're always taught to be, like, a bit nicer and more polite than, say, a boy would. So, like, boy, you know, that whole, like, boys be boys and boys can, you know, get a bit dirty and, you know get themselves in some kind of shit or but like with girls you're always taught oh but that's yeah. not very that's not very ladylike or you have to be this or you have and even if it's not constantly in your face like you might have like a you know a, a decent family or whatever but everywhere you look like it's I, that messaging is like no you should uh, girls are prim and proper you should be like this um i don't know i obviously i can only go off my experiences yeah. And to be honest, I think I had a very laid back family. My brother was very sporty. And to be fair, I was very girly. Mm -hmm. I did ballet, like I was into Barbies and all that crap, you know. But I also loved playing Lego with my brother and playing Xbox and going to my friend's place and playing PlayStation. Um, I don't think in in my family at least, Mm there were that many gender constructs per se. Yeah. Um, But I definitely noticed as I grew up, like, going to high school, that there were these, like, girly girls and then guy... Or, like, what's it called? Guyish girls? tomboys. Tomboys, right? I never really felt that. I felt like I could go to the girly girls and talk about whatever mm-hmm. and I could go to the tomboys or like I had a lot of guy friends as well. Like, yeah. I, I could go to the guys and talk about guy stuff. Like, I didn't really see that much of a difference yeah which and you prob- didn't feel like you had to be in one group yeah but yeah. then as i grew up even still i definitely noticed that like the girly girls are like oh but if you're not a girly girl you're not a girly girl and yeah. if you're not a tomboy you're not a tomboy like you kind of had to choose mm-hmm. which obviously sucks yes definitely i don't know if it's a british thing i don't know if it's like because obviously australia is a british colony we've got yeah. a lot of europeans mm-hmm. i think it's definitely a european thing to be more about the gender constructs because I've obviously got family in Germany yeah. and I definitely notice it there. Yeah. Well, I think it's, like, it's pretty similar. I mean, I grew up um, mostly here, but I was born in Kenya. So I spent a few years when I was a kid in Kenya and obviously a lot of most of my family is Kenyan. So, But again, Kenya is a British colony and a lot of the customs and traditions and the things that you should do and the societal kind of things, they come from that very traditional British kind of this is how you behave and this is what you should do. So there is a lot of that I notice. And even when I go back as an adult, even when I interact with Kenyans um, here and, and in Kenya, it's definitely there's definitely a, a, a gender like this is how you should be I was really fortunate with my mum 
So when I was a kid, I played a lot of sport, but I also liked to play in makeup. Like I was just, I, I really res- resonated with me when you were talking about how you grew up because my mum was laid back. She did not care. As long as I was safe and happy, she was fine. Um, and I, I loved sport. I absolutely, anything. I'd love being in trackies all day. I wore blue or black trackies. That's what I wore. But I was sick with a wing liner, right? <laughs> so... <laughs> So like I had this Best of both worlds, right? Best of both worlds. I yeah. had this amazing like beat face as a kid. <laughs> but I've got like trackies on. <laughs> Love like, it. That was my whole style until I I think till I got to about maybe thirteen. And then I started being a bit more okay, maybe I should wear some skirts and stuff. And, yeah. <laughs> um and funnily enough, now I wear more like dresses and skirt type yeah. things than I would anything else. I mean, other than like when I'm just casually wearing jeans or whatever. But yeah, I think I think I was really fortunate with my mum. However, our outside influences were definitely oh, made yeah. very clear to me. And even as close as like family, just not immediate. So like, you know, cousins and whatever, there'd always be that kind of, no, you kind of have to be one or the other. Like, 100%. And, and I was like, no, yeah, <laughs> I don't yeah. want to. Um, I'll yeah. just stop talking to you guys until you figure it out. And I pretty much just said that. Like, until you guys figure out what you like or what you don't uh, like, like, or whatever. Oh, don't even get me started on my extended family. Oh. <laughs> They're the exact opposite of my immediate Why family. Why does that happen? I don't like, know. I feel I've never felt more... Because, like, my mum, my brother and I, mm-hmm. we're really close. Mm-hmm. And... But when I speak to, like, my, my cousins, my aunties and uncles... Mm-hmm. They're so traditional, and I feel like I can't have a conversation with them. It doesn't feel natural. But the thing is, like, unfortunately, it sucks. You can't change those people's minds. Mm -hmm. They're not going to listen to reason or different opinions because they're so ingrained in them. Yeah. But the thing is, I'm worried about my cousins because they're a lot younger than me, Mm -hmm. and these people are going to be, like, forcing these roles onto them. Yeah. And what can I do about that, you know? I think... The, the thing that I mean, I definitely agree that it's gonna it, it's gonna take a lot, if anything, to change minds once they get once I think people get to a certain age and they've been doing something for long enough. It's unless they want to hear something out, you're not gonna get through no, to them. But I wonder, I've always wondered with like gender constructs whether it's um, especially with the women stuff, right? Because I notice a lot that obviously there's a patriarchal system, but women hold it up, right? It only exists now because so many women hold it up, in my opinion. And I wonder if that's because, aside from the fact that that's how they've grow up, grown up, that they're also trying to protect younger girls because they know that when you become an adult, let's say, or of dating age, and a guy asks you out, you can't just be like, I'm not interested, but thanks. That's what you're taught, right? Well... Because <laughs> you can do yeah, that. Yeah, obviously. You absolutely can yeah. do that. But for many girls and women that can be dangerous because you that guy could that could be enough for that guy to just be like wait you know because i feel like guys can be very entitled especially certain types of guys not all guys right but certain types of guys it can get to a dangerous level this is how you have like stalkers and people that just like all of a sudden try and kill you like rape and and all of those different dynamics and it's like a lot of the time it's just because they feel rejected and it hurts their ego and how do you reject somebody without saying listen I'm not interested you have to have performative politeness like you have to be like I have a boyfriend yeah and also like just also from a I'm bisexual okay right so I've kind of also had that that kind of thing of Obviously, I can get with guys and talk about girls and I can get with girls and talk about guys. Mm-hmm. And obviously, there's still, like, quite a prejudice in the gay community for guys. It's like, oh, why don't no, you just choose one? one? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, no. <laughs> it's a real thing, guys. <laughs> and not- um, as bad as it sounds, you know, like, sometimes, because to be, to be honest, like, I do, I do prefer girls. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when a guy's hitting on me, I'll just... I'll just say that I'm gay just so I don't have to deal with it. Yeah. Which in a way is, like, that's, that's like, the epitome of performative politeness. Because right. I could just be like, no, thank you. Yeah. But because you're saying, by saying, sorry, I'm gay, you're saying, I would, <laughs> right? I would date you or have this drink with you or whatever, but I'm only sexually attracted to women. Yeah. And that's not the case. No. The truth is you're not interested in that guy. But you can't just be like, 
No thanks. Well, the thing is, I've gotten more comfortable with doing that yes. at the moment. Like mm-hmm. at the moment, I'm just like, no, I'm good. <laughs> thanks. I've actually done it quite a lot. Same. <laughs> I, and it's empowering. It really yeah. is. But just and I'm, then they ask why, and they're like, because no. Because no. No. And honestly, and no nothing, is the final answer. And like no nothing. is a complete answer. I need people to understand no is yeah. a complete answer. If I say no, that's it. <laughs> Don't owe you an explanation after the no. It's just no. Yeah. <laughs> like, but I also I also feel like a lot of like regardless of whether it's a guy or a girl. Mm-hmm. I feel like there are a lot of people that you don't you don't just hear no a lot nowadays no. because there is this whole the whole thing of performative politeness like oh you have to like consider somebody else's feelings or whatever yeah and I'm kind of over it. <laughs> okay, I won't go that far. No, I mean obviously you have to consider someone. I'm not sure. going to tell somebody to fuck off. Yeah, sometimes I will, but depending on how hard. Depending push. on yeah. the situation, but <laughs> yeah. like um. It's just, it's sometimes it's just nice to say no. Yeah. I think it's that towing the line of respectful and performative politeness. For me, that's what I'm learning as I get older. Because I'm like, I'm usually one of two moods, right? I'm either super friendly and I'll take shit from anyone and I'll be having the performative politeness all over the place. Or I'm get the fuck out of my face. Like, I, <laughs> I, I, I don't have I a think, middle most I of the time. I think we have to find a middle ground of just, yeah. like, respectfully saying no. Right. And that's, and it's just that's like, where I'm trying to get to. I'm trying to get to a point where I'm... Because I, I always want to be respectful of people. I don't want to... Because I want to be treated with respect. So it's the golden rule, right? So I want to treat people exactly yeah. the way I want to be treated. That's my whole... That's my whole purpose. That's all I'm trying to do. <laughs> I'm focusing on, yeah. like, look, I wouldn't want to be treated this way. I yeah. wouldn't want to be spoken to this way. So I'm not going to do that to somebody else. Cool. But how do I still, like, sleep at night? Because <laughs> sometimes when I... Somebody yeah. has been really rude to me or somebody has done something I just really didn't like and I felt that... Not just that I've kept quiet, I can deal with that, but that I've I've gone over the top and I've been polite to somebody who, in my mind, I'm like, I really, I just don't want to be around you. And yet I've been polite. Mm, And that annoys me. I'm kind of, I've come to a stage in my life where I just, I want to put, I have so much energy for people and Mm -hmm. I have so much love for people and I have so much respect for people. Yeah. But... I I'm kind of getting over perform like performative politeness because I have noticed it a lot in England, mm-hmm. and there are just some times where I just wish you could just like I where people could just say if they don't like me yeah and then I could be like cool thank you for saying that mm-hmm. I'm gonna move on yeah <laughs> like right you know I. And then I like I still struggle with that though. I struggle to say to people like I just don't like you. Mm-hmm. I don't like you're a great person. You're just not my type of person. I think people don't handle rejection well, and so that's turned into we have to be overly nice. And now I'm all for being considerate, obviously, but it's a lot. Like it's a lot to keep up with. I think that's probably why we struggle so hard because it's like. How but do I you... also I also think that we've come to a time as well where we're constantly thinking of I think it's amazing to be considerate mm-hmm. and I think it's amazing to be like aware of other people's situations and stuff like that yeah but we're constantly over analyzing everything and there's just there's such a fine line at the mm-hmm. moment like oh like if you say one thing out of line yeah it can be turned into this huge thing do you know what I mean? And that's Definitely. why I think re- nobody is able to handle rejection. And also, we've grown up in a way it was like, you know, everybody's special participation mm-hmm. awards and all that shit. Don't get me and started it's like, on that. <laughs> and, it's, and it's kind of breeded a generation of people who can't handle the truth. Mm-hmm. And okay. I think that's where performative politeness has come in. And also, obviously, with social media again. Yeah. Constant need for... Um, what's it called? Like uh, validation. Constant need for validation. Yeah. And if you're constantly on the search for validation and you get rejected, oh. it seems ten times worse. It's got to feel that way. Or, like, a comment on your... Fu- like, a comment on your news feed. Mm-hmm being rude or whatever it's like oh that's the worst thing in the world or like i don't know like the whole it can ruin your whole day exactly yeah but the reality is 
rejection is a part of life. We're all individual people. We're not all going to get along. We all have different viewpoints mm. and we all have different opinions. Some people are going to gel together. Some people aren't. Yep. And, yeah, I... Well, let me ask you this then, in that same vein, do you think that political correctness is performative politeness? Political correctness has gone too far. What do you mean by that? Um, I, I mean what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> political, I said what I said. <laughs> I said what I said. Political correctness has gone too far um, because obviously there's nothing I believe more in than equal treatment mm-hmm. of everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, I'm a feminist. Like, I obviously, I, like, I believe you in equal rights. You say obviously, but it's not always that obvious I mean, for people. But the thing is, people take feminism as rather that feminism's got such a bad name at the moment. So bad. Because there are people who say under the name of feminism, like, oh, like that I, people, when they hear feminism, they're like, oh, women are better than men. Yeah. But feminism is the equal, equal treatment, treatment of men and women, yeah. which is why I say I'm a feminist. Mm-hmm. Agreed. But obviously it's got a bad name. But anyway, I don't care about that. I, I believe in equal treatment for all, but I also think that the where political correctness has gone now is people constantly being on edge, especially in terms of, of, of comedy and, like, one bad tweet seven years ago can ruin someone's career and whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like we live in a different time and it's, um, I don't know, like there's this whole uh, outrage culture going on yep. at the moment. Cancel culture. Cancel, yeah, mm-hmm. cancel culture. Yeah. But everybody, because we're constantly being fed information all over from everywhere. Yeah. And we're searching, like, there's so many people who are just searching to be angry about something. Yeah. Obviously, there's real issues out in the world, and I'm not going to reject that. But it's like, there's, there's const- like, people are making up issues that just don't exist, just so that there can be something to be angry about. Yeah. Rather than focusing on the real issues that we actually need to focus on. But is that... Is that political correctness, what you've described, or is that more that it's been I think, co-opted? I think political correctness has led to outrage or what, or what you said, cancel culture. Because mm-hmm. I see constantly that people are bringing up tweets or videos or, or things that have happened 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, that somebody said in some sort of context and saying, like, oh, this person is an awful person. Like, I know that if I went on my Facebook feed, oh, I probably God. said something oh, stupid when I was 13. Yeah. And, you know, if I ever become a sex- successful filmmaker, somebody's going to be like, Roxanne said something racist when she was 12. Yeah. <laughs> or, or sexist. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. or um, and I mean, I, I'm of the view as well because I, I, I follow a lot of, of YouTubers and whatever and comedians and and... I don't think that there's anything that we can't joke about because obviously there's there's jokes and then there's mil, um, malintention mm. and they're two different things. I mean, I, I, I mostly agree, but I kind of disagree at the same time. And I'll, I'll tell you why. Um, so the stuff I agree with, obviously, yeah. So for me, I mean, we both are into, well, we both like battle rap. So straight away, we know we like offensive stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I like offensive jokes. I think that if they're funny, they're funny. I well, don't yeah, care exactly. if it's like if it's insulting somebody, if it's is it, if it's poking fun at something that might a category that I might fit in. I, if it's funny, it's funny. I don't care, right? Here's the thing. I think that maybe it's just that my definition of politi- political correctness might be slightly different, and it could be wrong too. Um, I think that the intention behind political correctness was good. And I think that, you know, when we talk about things like, you know, just watch how you say certain things in regular life, I think that's a great thing. I think that's, yeah, no, I want to clear that up. Like, obviously, we need to be politically correct. Yeah. um, On a day-to-day basis. Right. And I think that that's, that's where the disconnect is because... And, I, and again, it's like we're blaming social media for everything. But I think because... I think we can. Yeah. It's the downfall of society. Well, here's, here's the thing. I think because it's so concentrated, it feels like it's everything, right? It feels like the entire world is 
in this particular section that we're in in that moment in social media right so you could see a trending topic on twitter and it could be about a celebrity or it could be about a politician or some kind of news and it feels like everyone in the world is talking about it but the reason it's a number one trending topic is because maybe 300,000 tweets have been made about it 300,000 in a world of <laughs> 7 billion is not everybody in the world talking about it yeah. but if your whole timeline is that if everybody you know and interact with on a daily basis is talking about that then it may as well be the whole world is talking about it because your whole world is right yeah so when you have things like cancel culture or outrage culture it's like everyone's kind of piling on and i think the problem another problem with social media is not just that it's so concentrated but it gives us all a voice that's a good thing and a bad thing at the same time because what you do with that voice people need help with right (laughs) and 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 i think that's why like it, it becomes so difficult because everybody has something to say but not everybody is being responsible with what they say and not everybody is being genuine with what they say there are plenty of people that i've met in real life who do not behave the same way as they do on twitter well of course nobody behaves the same way they do on the internet because we've all got the protection of a screen behind us right but not even just that right i feel like i get what you're saying because it's that kind of like people might be a bit more brazen online because there's no consequences right but uh, more than that i find depending on their audience, they can behave very differently. There's a lot of people right now who do like think pieces on stuff, who whenever anything happened, that haven't got the whole information, it's just very just happened, it's just, just happened, and there's literally been two tweets about it, and then all of a sudden, there are 10 different think pieces out there about it already, yeah. as if they have With all no of the information. information. Yeah no facts in it maybe one fact and that everything else is opinion right 100 percent, yeah but that's now news everyone has got that as news and so it feels like that's where that's come from and and to go back to the whole political correctness thing i feel like it was the idea of it was hey in your daily life or at work or when you interact with other people in society maybe try not to be a dickhead all the time right (laughs) if something doesn't affect you if somebody likes the same gender or doesn't conform to a gender or is trans or is whatever a different race to you or practices a different religion to you just like if they're not bothering you leave them the fuck alone i think that's what political correctness was trying to be well i think that is what it is trying to be but it's not what it is it's not what's happening what's happening is everyone's like I can make some money from this I can get some attention from this I can do this I'm pissed off today so I'm going to take it out on this one person who I don't know (laughs) and I'm going to get all of my little Twitter friends or all of my little whoever friends and we're going to just go in on this person right but then I also think that because because we have so much information at us at once it's overwhelming and we are now very, very aware, whether we want to or not, that this world is a lie, right? Everything that you're taught. A lie. No, but everything that you're taught about yeah. people are inherently good and politicians are looking out for you. <laughs> right? All of this stuff that you grow up, everyone should share. And then you look around and you go, oh, wait, nobody is sharing. Everyone's either poor or you have like this tiny, minute number of people who are stupidly rich. So then you're like, okay, wait, what? And you have all of this information. And it feels like all of that stuff is too big to deal with. But you know what? Kevin Hart said something about being gay. So I'm going to go after him. I know that was 10 years ago. But I can control that. I can't control what the Prime Minister does. Or what the President of the United States does. Or, yeah. you know, what's happening in in th- this this um, genocide that's happening currently, I believe, in China. Oh, of Muslims, yeah, right? Yeah, I can't yeah. control the, the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. <sighs> I cannot... I, these are all too huge. But you know what I can do? I can talk about this comedian who made a joke 10 years ago. <laughs> and I can talk about it all day, all night. I might yeah. be able to write for an online publication and they might pay me because they'll have ads and you know people are clicking on it because they're angry too. They just don't know at what. Right? <laughs> well, the thing is, like, we're all angry. Right. Because in reality, we do care about what's happening in the government and what's yeah. happening in the world, but, but we can't do big. anything about it. It's so that's why big. we get angry at Kevin Hart for saying a gay joke 10 years ago. Right. Because we're angry. Yeah. And we don't know what to do with it. Yeah, we don't know where do we put it. (laughs) 
Right? Kevin Hart. Where do we put it? You have <laughs> to put Hart. it somewhere. And so it's Kevin Hart. It's his fault. Clearly. It's all of it's his all, fault. It's right. all Kevin's heart fault. Exactly. So I think that's, yeah. I think that's what ends up yeah. happening. And I think that yeah. that's why it's been perverted in that way. But I think the idea of it was great. Whereas it's just, it's just come, we've, we've messed it up. But you can, you can talk day and night about the idea of an idea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but the reality of it is so much different. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, it's tough. It's a tough one. <laughs> it's tough. No, it is. It's really tough because yeah. it's like it's how you yeah. navigate. Yeah. So, okay. So I'll go back to my question. Do you think it is the same as performative politeness, being politically correct? The reality of it. Uh, so being told that, hey, listen, don't be a dick, is that, if because you might feel like being a dick, <laughs> so technically, <laughs> so technically, technically it's the, is it the same? <laughs> I mean, yeah, uh, yes and no. Um, yeah, it is, it is, it's not the same though, because like performative politeness is like cutting in front of line in I don't know like it's like it's not really on the same spectrum because like you say you apologize to someone you bump into that's not like political correctness no like but it's you even if because because I will say sorry even if it's not my fault (laughs) if we bump into each other in the street either it's a complete accident yeah on both our parts or they bumped into me because they weren't looking and whatever right I'll still it just comes out of my mouth yeah that, but that's technically performative politeness because I don't actually have anything to be sorry for I'm not sorry unless I did hit you right <laughs> but I've still said it because yeah. it's the polite thing to do yeah but what if I'm homophobic <laughs> and I'm, no no hit me out hit me out I'm obviously okay. not right no, I was like I like bump into but someone like, in the street like you're gay <laughs> That's going to be my new go-to. No. Um, but what if I'm homophobic okay, and yeah. I'm now resisting the urge to use a slur, right? A gay slur. All right, okay. So if I'm resisting the urge, if I'm not saying well, what I want to say, I'm technically... That's technically performative politeness, no? Because I'm not saying what I want to say. Well, I... Uh, yeah... Um, it's not performative politeness because I think performative politeness is being polite for no reason. Okay, so it's going um, overboard. Being polite for no re- That's what I believe performative politeness is, is being polite for the sake of, for the sake of it, with, with no intention behind it. Okay. Whereas not saying a racial slur or a homophobic slur is just not being a, a dick. dick. <laughs> like... If you really feel the need to say a racial slur or a homophobic slur, like look at yourself in the mirror and be yeah. like, "What's wrong with me?" So, okay. <laughs> you know, like so, that's... would you say that performative politeness is more of an action and political correctness is more of like an inaction? So, if you want to be a dick, can you just not? That's politically correct. Yeah. If but... you want to, like, not it's not even wanting to be a dick. Just like think about the consequence of you being a dick. Yeah. Whereas performative politeness is just being polite for no reason or for the, like, there's no, there's no, there's nothing behind performative politeness. You're not even being polite to be polite. Yeah. That's, like, the thing. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, technically being polite is, is a, I think it's, like, a behaviour action that's considerate of others, that's just being considerate. But performative politeness is, like, I'm going out of my way to show that I'm really not... Even if I don't, there's yeah. nothing behind it. And, like, so, so I take it that you're the type of person then that would prefer to just have an honest... Oh, 100%. ...conversation, rea- like... 100%. ...relationship with somebody in terms of face value rather than somebody being extra nice and they don't like you. No. Oh, I can't stand it. <laughs> I can't stand... Like, because I can, some, like, I can tell when somebody doesn't like me. Mm. And if they're polite, I just want them to tell me to fuck off. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, don't... I, well, I don't have to go that far. Can they yes, just be... just tell me to fuck off, please. <laughs> just tell me to fuck off. All right, so they can't just... just say I don't want to hang out with you. No. They have to actually go all the way to <laughs> swearing at you in your face. <laughs> but like <Okay>. that... <laughs> <laughs> but it's as simple as that, isn't it? It's just like I have... My one philosophy, like, 
my one I like idea of life is like all we have as an individual, mm-hmm. all we have is time. Mm-hmm. And if I'm gonna like spend time on a person and they don't like me and they don't want to hang out with me, I don't need to like because then I'm wasting my time. That's such a good way to look at it. And I hate that mm-hmm. because there's so much I want to do, and I think there are so many amazing humans on this planet to meet. Yeah. And if somebody doesn't like me, just straight up tell me and I'll be like, thank you very much. Enjoy the rest of your life. I'm going to go get an ice cream. and <laughs> <laughs> That's the second time you've mentioned ice cream today. Like, are you, uh, <laughs> Do you just want some ice cream right now? I've clearly got things on my mind. Um, <laughs> I'm talking about the real issues here. Of course, of course. Ice cream. Got it. <laughs> Tip for your next podcast. Yes. <laughs> Bring ice Bring ice cream. Bring right, ice I'll cream. have it ready for the next episode. <laughs> All right. Well, it's not really a good segue, but <laughs> hit, hit me, hit me. Gonna move on to the final segment of the episode, okay. and this is called Mahakama. Mahakama. What does that mean? So Mahakama is. I hope I'm pronouncing it correctly. Okay. Uh, I think I am. I'm definitely not. <laughs> so you can blame me. Um, yeah, I'll blame you. It's fine. Uh, so it's Swahili for court court yes okay so as in like as in like a, a judge like a, a, yes in all right. a courtroom yeah okay. so i thought it would be because basically i'm trying to be a little bit less judgmental okay um at least <laughs> trying <laughs> not, not always working but i'm really doing my best hey that's all that matters um, so i figured a good way is if i have an outlet if I have somewhere like this podcast where I can judge somebody, <laughs> then maybe in my regular life, the rest of the day, I'll just be fine because right, I know that I've got some, this to look forward to. Let's right? get some judging done. Some... So basically, I'm going to give you some information. You probably know about this one already. Okay. And then we're just going to we're gonna chat it over and we're going to see if maybe if this person really should just get in the bin or if <laughs> they, they should get some kind of mercy. Mercy or no mercy. Mercy or no mercy. Mercy or no mercy. Right. Yeah. So there's there's no real repercussions. We're just talking, (laughs) obviously. Imagine. (laughs) Just disclaimer: we are not going to do anything to these people. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm not Roxanne Mike. I don't know. I can't. I (laughs) I don't know. Okay. So you probably have heard about this. Okay. Diddy. P Diddy, Puff Daddy, whatever he goes by these days. Because I know who that is. You don't know who Diddy is? <laughs> wait. <laughs> okay, what? yes. P-D-D. Wait. You, wait, I can't uh, tell uh, if you're serious or not. <laughs> I feel... <laughs> I, mean, I, I feel like the judgment's on me now. No, 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 there's no judgment. <laughs> just, uh, just questions. Okay, what's it? Musician, I assume. Yes. Okay, so... What's he done? <laughs> oh, my God. I don't, I don't know how to recap his career. Uh, <laughs> he sounds familiar. I'm probably I'm really bad with names. Do you know so. what? I'll show you a picture because I I refuse to believe that uh, anybody exists that doesn't know who this is. Okay. I by the way uh-huh. I am somewhat behind on news because I am trying to limit my my social media. Okay. Oh, so you won't have heard this story then. Okay. Do you know who that is. Can Can I see like a song that he's done or? I mean... What, what's he done? Uh, okay. <laughs> I didn't expect this to happen. Um, okay. American rapper. Okay, that gives me some... Uh, currently of, on Wikipedia. Sorry. <laughs> I'm on Wikipedia. Sean John Combs, also known by the stage names Puff Daddy, P. Diddy, Puffy or Diddy, is an American rapper, <laughs> singer-songwriter, record producer, record executive... Actor, jeez, and entrepreneur. I hate that word. I hate it so much. Why? What's I already, I'm already, ju- I'm already You're judging already him. Judging I'm already, no him. mercy. No mercy. Absolutely no, no mercy. mercy. He's an entrepreneur. That's it. No, we hate That's it. That's it. That is it. I have no respect. Okay, I just, I cannot get over this. Like, you've had to Google Diddy. This is the best day of my life. Okay. <laughs> so, whew. okay. Okay. Who he is really doesn't actually okay. matter that tell, much. T- um, tell me about Puff Daddy. <laughs> I said that with a serious face, by the way. Just hope you all know. I said Puff Daddy with no express. I said that expressionless. I feel like I should be commended. <laughs> Ooh, okay. <clears throat> Get it together, Linda. Right. 
so tell me about Puff Daddy. This <laughs> is the way you say it. Give me the give me the lowdown on Puff Daddy. <laughs> Okay, so who he is really isn't that important. His age is. So he's 49. 49. About to hit his midlife crisis. Well. Okay, so he... (laughs) Has he hit it a year early? Um, I don't... I don't know if I'd call it a midlife crisis. I I think it's just like if you're a celebrity for that long, I feel like your whole life becomes like a midlife crisis. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like I yeah, find no, that I know men in entertainment behave in such a weird way anyway. I think anyone in entertainment is just somewhat True. mentally screwed up. Okay, fair. That's I listen. I can't argue that. Uh, anyway, so he's forty nine years old. Okay. Yes. And for a long time, he was with a singer called Cassie. Who is now moved on. Okay. Um. So the next person he decided to date mm. is a lady named laurie harvey okay laurie harvey is not particularly famous but okay. she has a famous dad steve harvey okay um I'm, I'm, by the look on your face i'm saying i'm guessing you don't know who <laughs> well, he is. i didn't know puff daddy yeah so. so i think yeah yeah uh so steve harvey initially was a comedic actor he's now a talk show host he's like in his 50s uh, you know he's 62 okay. um and 12 years. he's he's very well known um just in general, right? Okay. So he's 62. Yes. Puff Daddy or Diddy is 49. So 13 years difference. 13 years difference between... Puff Daddy and Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 13 years difference between Puff Daddy and Daddy. So I love somebody's that. got some daddy issues. Well, here's the thing. Laurie Harvey's 22. Oh. Uh-huh. Yes. So age is just a number. As age long is as it's just legal. a number as long as it's legal. And that's that's why I thought I'd pick this because it's yeah. one of those ones where no one's doing anything illegal against the law. There's nothing in there that's <clears throat> yeah. there's nothing in any other stories that make it seem as if there's been any kind of manipulation or anything like that either because yeah. Diddy or Puff Daddy and Daddy, which is Puff now what I'm referring them to as. I'm as. so glad. Yeah. So they were on a a like a yacht together. Okay. So it was Puff Daddy, 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 <laughs> Laurie Harvey, okay, and Mummy, <laughs> Mum, right? So it was like a like a like a couple's yacht date, but it was like the parents, the, and their 22 year old daughter, and his her 49 year old boyfriend. Right. Okay, yeah. So with that information. Yes. What are your thoughts? Uh on Puff Daddy. The on 49 Puff Daddy year old. Uh-huh. And the relationship with, with the 22 year old a little uh daddy's girl. <laughs> oh god. Yes. Daddy's girl. There's a lot of daddies in this. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh, <laughs> uh I mean she's not famous. <laughs> Eh, eh. Okay, so she doesn't do anything. But like, what is she? She's famous is by she Coxie. an entrepreneur? <laughs> we know how much you love entrepreneurs. Okay. Uh, let me see if I can, because honestly, I hadn't heard of her until this yeah. news broke. I mean, there's two situations because obviously, from an outside perspective, you yeah. can't know whether or not the relationship's genuine. Yeah. Usually, if uh, a 22 year old girl is going with a 49-year-old famous man. Yeah. It's either for fame, mm-hmm. like, because a 22-year-old, she's probably some, like, fucking Instagram influencer or something, right? Well, here's the thing. I, um, she, I bet you she she's... Is, she, well, she's, she's got a following, a very strong following on Instagram and stuff. Yeah. She's got 1.3 million followers, so yeah. So, okay. So she is, I guess, an influencer, but Well, how long's she... the relationship been? It's, uh, it's been a couple of months. Oh, okay. And, then, and he's already... Both daddies are already on the yacht. They're on the yacht, vacationing <laughs> together in Italy. Well, I mean, in my personal opinion, it's not going to last. Either Puff Daddy <laughs> is going to find a new daddy's girl mm-hmm. um, or whoever this da- daddy's girl is. Har- Miss Harvey. Miss, Miss Harvey, yeah. Miss Harvey. <laughs> I don't know. Well, obviously, I don't know either of them. Does it make a difference? Or what what their relationship status is. Yeah. I mean, I have to be perfectly honest. I really couldn't give a shit. It's <laughs> <laughs> fair. Totally like, fair. No, but I mean, uh, you know, age is, age is just a number. Because, I, I mean, it's legal. Mm-hmm. There's nothing that you know, says that there's been any 
you know, as long as he's treating her with respect and she hopefully respects herself in some way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then again, I don't know. Well, here's the thing. So we don't really know, like, a huge deal about her because she's not, like, out here giving yeah. just a whole bunch of information about her or her relationship. Okay. But the reason I thought I should bring it up yeah. is because a lot of Steve Harvey's fans, so Daddy's fans... Daddy's they're fans. They're like, um, like, how can you just let your... I mean... Well, I mean, it's not really daughter, his choice, is it? It's their relationship. But what they're saying is you're, like, on, on holiday with them, you're on a yacht, and, like, everything's cool. Like, how are you just fine with this... Your 22-year-old daughter Well, I'm pretty sure Daddy's been with some 22-year-olds in his life. I mean, that's... Isn't that what... <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know about all of that. <laughs> Well, I mean, as a what is he a comedian? He was. He's now he was. more. He's now more known as the host of like Family Feud, and oh, he has okay. a talk show. Right. He gives advice. He's so he's in author. the public eye. He's in the public eye. And he so has he's been. he's getting some putang. He's married, so I hope not. I mean, I hope not. Other than his wife. Listen, a girl can be optimistic. Okay, I'm just saying I don't have all of the information. Okay, well, <laughs> you know, I mean, but then again, like if we don't have all the information, I I don't. But then again, what is there to give mercy to or non-mercy to? Like mercy to their relationship, their future of their relationship or or the relationship between Puff Daddy and Daddy or... No, no, no. So it's kind of twofold. So because fans were calling out Steve in particular, do you think that Steve is wrong for being like, listen, she's a grown-up. Like, what am I going to do? Well, yeah. Um... And and secondly, do you think that Diddy is wrong because he's going after somebody who's a lot younger than him? Hey, if a 49-year-old can pull a 22-year-old, all respect to him, I suppose. <laughs> I mean... So are we saying mercy on both counts because it's not... Like, you just don't care about it enough? As in, like, in terms of well, the I age mean, thing? I mean, I don't really... Um, yeah, I mean, the whole thing about, like, the public getting involved in other people's private lives mm-hmm. is... I mean, that's the whole problem with, you know, our modern world is, like, we care so much about people that we don't even know. Like, we, like, glorify celebrities and yeah. we think that they oh, yeah, are on like a gods. whole new... Pe- yeah. Like, that we put them on a pedestal, but at the end of the day, they're just as screwed up as we are. Well, with that being said, if it was, like, your <laughs> neighbour... My neighbour. Your 49-year-old neighbour, all of a sudden he's moved in his 22-year-old girlfriend, <laughs> would you be like, dude, what is going on? Or um, would you just be like, eh? I mean, as long as I knew it was, you know, kosher, they were all happy and, you know, So as long as, like, there's nothing illegal, like, everything's consensual. as long consensual. as, you know, nobody's being, you know, lied to and nobody's being hurt, I think mm-hmm. that's really all that matters, isn't it? I mean, yeah. it's probably from if, you know, Puff Daddy is as big as you say he is. <laughs> maybe she's just <laughs> trying Close to... Close my mind that you just said that. Sorry, go on. Sorry, continue. Um, You know, maybe she's just trying to gain some traction. Or maybe she does like him. I don't know. It could be either way, but usually, you know, a 49-year-old and a 22-year-old. I mean, who knows? Maybe they'll be married till the day he overdoses. (laughs) (laughs) Or, I don't know. Okay. Isn't that usually what happens with celebrities? I don't know. I don't keep up that much. (laughs) Anyway, I guess mercy, if that's an answer or not. Yeah, that's acceptable. To whoever. Listen, I'm pretty much on the same um, thing as you. It's just that it popped up on my newsfeed again because um, somebody was talking about, you know, if if they were Steve and, you know, they built a life for, you know, him for themselves and and their kids and stuff. And then their their daughter went and started dating somebody who wasn't much, you know, younger than than he was. Yeah. Um, That they would be so, like, they'd feel like they'd failed as a parent. And, like, that's what I saw. And as I was reading that, I was like, wait, is it that deep? That's what I thought. Let me bring it up because... I mean, to be honest, like, if it's a genuine relationship and they love each other, like, good on them, Mm -hmm. like... Everything is so short-term nowadays, so you may yeah. as well just enjoy it while it lasts. Good on. So... To be fair, I pretty much agree. It's just by seeing that post, I was like, well, maybe I'm on my own on this because... No, Because like, it had likes as well. The reason yeah. I saw it, it wasn't somebody I follow. It's yeah. some, it, it was vi- It was a viral tweet. Okay, So right. I was like, wait. So a bunch of people agree with this, clearly, or they like it. And but then again, like, it. some... Like, I feel... I don't... 
really even have like I've got a Twitter account but I've used it like twice I think you just used it to like message me one time <laughs> I, and that was it honestly that was the one time I was on Twitter <laughs> I got Twitter like um six months ago yeah. I got Twitter in 2008. No, 2000. Well, my I first got, tweet, I got it in 2008. I got, I got Twitter six months ago. Because no one in Australia uses Twitter. Really? I don't know a single person in Australia. Twitter is so American. So what British. does everyone in Australia use? Instagram. Yeah. Everybody uses Instagram. Instagram is... is but then I still ag- love Twitter because of what it was. But then again, I know. I, I, got, I got Twitter six months ago. I don't even know what... Twitter was or what yeah. I have no idea Twitter was this I mean back in the day when I joined I mean the first account I got was in 2008 and then I, I something happened with the password and I got locked out and so I started a new one like literally at the yeah. start of 2009 and when I was first using it it was this super cool place that only few people knew about around the world yeah um, it didn't have a bunch of users. The yeah. most popular user on Twitter was Ashton Kutcher because he had like a million followers and everyone was like, whoa, that is crazy. Because he was like super ahead of the curve and yeah. he was one of the the very, first, like, probably the first celebrity that would like endorsed this kind of geeky, techie website that nobody was really yeah. using. Yeah. And I love, uh, Ashton Kutcher's crazy, man. He's nuts. Uh, I love it. Same. Uh, <laughs> But, like, back in the day, like, it used to be when, when celebrities were then joining, mm. um, it used to be, it was very authentic. It was very, like, this is just a space I'm going to put out random thoughts in 140 characters and that's it. And people interacted a lot more genuine than they do now, like, right. genuinely than okay. they do now. Yeah. And it wasn't constantly trending stuff and no politicians were on there for crying out loud like there was no honestly i just followed Do- donald trump just uh, to uh, see I, what I refuse. he I but then again my spirit the only reason i downloaded twitter is because i entered a competition to win a computer nice and, you needed a twitter <laughs> and i needed account. a twitter account <laughs> and i was like oh, i don't even have a twitter so i had to sign up for twitter to enter a competition. And six months later, you send one direct message. And do you message. want to know what? That's it. <laughs> I didn't win. Oh, no. What's the point? No, What's the point? <laughs> Just get rid of the Twitter. It's clearly not a good thing for you. <laughs> well, that yes. was a pretty easy um, Mahakama, I think. Mahakama, yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't anything in-depth and, you know, it didn't do anything particularly crazy, but I just, I saw it and I was like, okay, I need to find out if it's just me that's like... No, no, I think, I think there's just... Um, a lot of ragers out there who just want to find something wrong with yeah. anything. I mean, cause I, I totally agree. Like you said, Lisa, yeah. as long as there's nothing illegal happening and uh, there's no nothing non-consensual yeah. or whatever, people are going to figure out life as they go, yeah. right? So if at 22 she's genuinely attracted to him, okay. If she's not <laughs> and she's just yeah. like, listen, yachts and stuff all the time, then okay. Like, I mean, I get it. <laughs> Like, if that works for you, that works for you, it's fine. And yeah. for him, if he's like, I just want a pretty girl on my arm, okay. And if he's like, no, I genuinely, I would like love her and I have so much in common with her, then no. I mean, <laughs> it's fine. yeah. Cool. But yeah. it's just, there was so much upset. Oh, right. And I was okay. like, wait. Right. It just not doesn't not make the any initial scare. story. That's oh, the thing. Okay. It wasn't at the initial story. The initial When the initial story broke, everyone was like, oh, okay, here we go. Rich people doing rich people shit. <laughs> But and it was just that. Well, that isn't that the thing though? It's just rich right. people doing rich, rich people, people shit. shit. Right, fine, cool. Yeah. But then I think it's this new wave of wait, Steve Harvey is supposed to be this guy who's I don't know who they think Steve Harvey is supposed to be, but it's just that the kind it kind of became about, well, how are you just gonna be on a yacht with your kid and Diddy and oh, what the hell? And I don't know, maybe that. maybe they uh, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, like we don't really know, do we? So no. Mercy, I yeah. suppose. Mercy, yeah. mercy it is. Mercy, it is. Mercy, mostly because it's. it's it it to doesn't do really us. fucking matter, it, does it? It doesn't matter, and it's not our <laughs> it business. It doesn't matter really. at all. <laughs> cool. Well, thank you so so much Aww. for doing this. I thank really really you. appreciate it. I mean, it. I'm. So, you can't. You can't shut me up. I'm sorry. <laughs> No, that's a good thing. Um, it's going to make editing this fun. I'm going to be honest. I'm just going to leave most of it in, if not all of it, because all right. I don't want to break it up. It yeah. is what it is. We said what we said. We didn't say anything too bad, I don't think. I, You know what? I always say something bad, and then it turns out to bite me in the butt, but I don't really care, because to be honest, I'm a very sarcastic person, so people Same. tend to take me... I don't know why people tend to take me seriously, but they do. Do you know what it is? We are talking about this earlier. Yeah. It might be like... Because of the German thing. 
no no but like you know how like oh right because yeah. you, you have like a serious face unless you're like smiling yeah like with me I don't have a serious face I have mm. a resting bitch face like I look <laughs> like I'm upset about everything whereas with you unless you're chatting and smiling you yeah. just look like you're getting on with it and you're being serious if you say yeah. something that's like sarcastic <laughs> that's just funny <laughs> funny to me that is so funny to me because you okay. say it in like a in because yeah. it is a ridiculous name but because i'm so used to it and probably everyone who hears this is so used to it yeah the fact yeah. that you're it's like you're pointing out how absurd it is and that's amazing like it's just so funny yeah my mum and i my mum my mum's obviously german mm-hmm. and we always joke how germans just don't have a sense of humor <laughs> you're funny well, thank you. Well, I'm half German, so ah, I'm half funny. So you're half funny? Yeah. Got it. I've got... So that I just haven't spent enough time with you yet to no. see the other half that's uh, not Oh, funny. yeah, you'll, you'll, you'll learn my very unfunny side. <laughs> I can tell really bad jokes. See, if it's bad, I'll probably still laugh. Okay, well, um... Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be on the spot here now. If I don't laugh, don't take it to heart. I will. Uh-oh. I'll never forgive you. Oh, so no. <laughs> what, do you, what do you call an elephant that nobody cares about? An irrelevant. <laughs> okay, that's a terrible joke, and we are going to end it there. <laughs> you not. All right. Um, if you, I guess, if you like this, tune in every other Wednesday. <laughs> but don't, if you didn't like it, don't judge me off the elephant joke. If you if you wanna if you if you want more bad jokes, <laughs> message Linda to get me back on. I'm gonna have a whole comedy routine planned do out. It. Just do like a, like yeah. a twenty minute set at the end. I'm just, just <laughs> bad jokes. Hundred percent. I'm always here for dad jokes. Anybody? I I've got. I have, I buy books still. You know those those dad joke books. Sorry, what's a book? <laughs> What's a book in this day and age? <laughs> I only read books now. Nice. I'm I'm trying yeah, no, I'm serious. I'm trying to get off social media. But yeah, obviously I'm trying to increase my intellect, so uh-huh. I'm buying a hundred bad dad jokes. Nice. Your IQ <laughs> is going to shoot up. Oh well, I don't think <laughs> And um yeah, no, I I just like whenever I feel sad, I just look up bad dad jokes and I laugh at the it's if it works it works <laughs> if you're no longer sad then well, mission accomplished exactly. right exactly alright guys that's Roxanne's advice uh, philosophy of sad, life there's nothing a bad dad joke can't fix nice <laughs> but we have to end it there it's not going to get any better than no, that no that was really not that was the peak actually that was the only reason they all listened for that, for that <laughs> one dad joke <laughs> Alright guys, I will catch you next time. See ya. Bye.